Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. Today we speak to Pete Coleman about travelling around Europe and navigating steps. La Ritinale is a track by Sebastian Teller from his 2004 album Politics. The song has received much critical acclaim. La Ritinale, one of the most beautiful and symphonic tracks that you'll ever hear.
feet, you're an American who finds himself in, in the middle of Europe, in middle Europa, so to speak. It must be a great staging post for travel. It's wonderful. I'm in the middle of everything here. And Prague is a wonderful jumping off point. Not to mention the city is, is great for many reasons, but it is a wonderful jumping off point uh, historically and uh, with proximity to some of the best cities in Europe. I'm guessing that you moved from the States to Prague really just for the beer. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> it's a wonderful side side item. <laughs> the beer is fantastic here. I know there might be some Belgian people out there that would disagree, but uh, the type of beer we have here is fantastic. Now, I, I am here to be closer to my children, who are wonderful Czech-American kids that are both bilingual and uh, amazing children. And I think... Uh, they're doing well here in Europe, and so uh, I'll be here for quite some time, I think, but enjoying the time that I have here for my own personal uh, benefit as well. And I take it that personal benefit is the fact that it's uh, an easy starting post for doing European travel. You know, it is. Uh, it is not too far from many things. Uh, I can drive four hours to uh, to Vienna. I can be five hours uh, head north to Berlin two-hour flight direct to Barcelona. You know, it really it just goes on and on. You can get some pretty cheap flights to get around. And if you want to try the train, you can do the train. You know, like I said, if you also just want to stay right here in Prague, there's so many things to see that really kind of uh, just amaze you, especially historically and the, the legends and the history that the people is, is a great place to be. So I know that this year you went to Rome what did you see in Rome and, and why specifically did you decide to go to, uh, to that great and illustrious city? Well, it, it's, it was on my bucket list, you know, uh, Royfield. It was, it was something that I couldn't believe I haven't gotten to see yet. I, I dreamed of Rome because of the history and, and the significance to Western civilization, the things I read about as a kid, the, the Roman Empire, the Republic, uh, the Etruscans and, and, uh, you know, even the World War II, uh, there were so many things. I, my, my grandfather was in World War II, and he helped liberate uh, Rome. And he had these great stories to talk about the Vatican and being given a papal visit as an enlisted man uh, coming through. And, and I had that in my mind while I was down there. So there was a lot of things that pushed me to say, I'm doing Rome this year. Let's just get it done. And I was not disappointed at all. It was an amazing city. Uh, I spent three full days there and was basically exhausted. <laughs> um, and I only scratched the surface. Everybody says they have to go back because it, you can only do so much. The food, the people, the history, a little bit overwhelming. So tell me how you navigate something like the Spanish steps when you're there. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, I have, uh, you know, a different type of travel viewpoint uh, than most people. I guess we'll talk about that in a second. But when you see the Spanish steps, for most people, they're like, oh, wow, that's, that's a lot to climb. But I'll, let's just go ahead and do it. That's not so much for me. I have to find different ways to get around. Uh, I can still take in the beauty, such as of the Spanish steps. Uh, but I have to look at things from a different angle. I was just actually looking at how many Spanish steps there were. I know I've been there once. But I've seen them. <laughs> For me, there are too many. <laughs> well, you see, um, I am a person living with a disability. I, I use a wheelchair to get around. I'm, a, I'm an incomplete paraplegic um, that's had more than a couple decades uh, post-spinal cord injury. 
And because of that, I travel in a different way. I have to kind of do some research before I travel to cities. I have to uh, have a uh, creative and uh, adventurous spirit when I travel. And I have to not get too disappointed for things I cannot do and be appreciative for the things I can do. And the Spanish steps are things I can't do. <laughs> so um, I, I looked at uh, different ways to, to take Rome in, and uh, I found great avenues and, again, great people to help give me uh, insight to better directions and, and better entrances to experience the city in a way that I can do it from a wheelchair. Uh, but that's part of the adventure. That's what I, I strive for when I love to travel because there's always these things saying, no, you can't. Not maybe so much people, but just the idea of architecture and the things that make history wonderful that are not adapted for people with disabilities. And when I see that, it looks like a challenge for me and I have to hit it head on. When I accomplish these trips around Europe uh, or Asia, um, I am kind of proud about myself, actually. <laughs> You know, that I've made the, the attempt and I had a good time doing it. I'm guessing here, but it surely must be the older the city, the harder it is for you to just turn up on spec. It, it is. Um, you know, when you, I, but you, again, we go back to Prague. You know, coming to Prague was a challenge not only to visit here, but to live here. You know, I got to go to grocery shopping. I got to take the kids to school, sports practices, uh, you name it. I got to do all these type of things. And I got to do it in a city that's not all that accessible, especially when you're talking about Old Town, um, where the cobblestones are pretty old and uh, um, there's not a lot of accessibility. But I will tell you that with certain equipment that you can use for your wheelchair, we can talk about that uh, shortly, um, it can really help open doors for you to not flip over in your wheelchair when you're trying to go up a steep ramp or flip over forwards when you're trying to get uh, across cobblestone laden streets or old town squares. So I think if you can do Prague, you can do pretty much anything in Europe, you know, unless it's up a giant hill, then <laughs> I've, I've had that problem in Madrid a few times, but a little more hilly than I had thought, but it doesn't stop me from at least enjoying something. I know that when I was in Madrid, I wanted to see flamenco dancing and I had to do some research to find the right place. And I found this wonderful place that all the celebrities in Hollywood go to when they visit Madrid. It's a very intimate little small place. And uh, I had one or two steps to get in. I was able to kind of, you know, pop a wheelie and have someone kind of push me over that last step. And, and I had a great time. So it's just one of those type of things where you're going to have obstacles. But if you want it bad enough, you'll find a way to get in. One of the things which your adopted home, Prague, is known for isn't just the beer, as we said before. Wonderful architecture, which you've alluded to. Cobbled streets, which uh, can be somewhat of a, a hazard for you. But it's also kind of known for music. Um, tell us about the piece of music that you decided to grace us with on Friday 15 this week. Well, you know, some of the circles that you and I have in common, uh, Roy Fulter, you know, the, the issues of podcasting and, and the show that I've done for a few years uh, is called the Bohemian Podcast. Uh, goes with Bohemian American, basically, was the, the handle idea that we wanted to put on the show. And I was looking for some music that would kind of benefit you know, the listener about talking about the experience of being in Czechia. One song came to mind and we stuck with it. And that song, it was uh, by Bidrik uh, uh, Smet Smetana, or Smetna, depending on your, your pronunciation. It's called Vlatava. You may not know it by title, but you definitely know it by tune. It's a beautiful, flowing song. 
um, that when composed, it's about the wonderful river that goes through the Czech Republic and goes mm-hmm. right through the city of Prague. And when Smetna was, was composing this, he was thinking of the stories that you would see as you're meandering through the Vltava River across the Republic uh, of Bohemia and going past a, a wedding party, going through the small, beautiful little towns in the foothills uh, and joining other tributaries. And it really is the heart. If there happens to be a song that's not already the national anthem, um, uh, which is called Where Is My Home in the in tra- English translation, this would really be it. Flotava is the quintessential heart and soul of Czechia. You had to sum up as a percentage how much of you is still that Yankee, and then how much of you is 
a new European, a citizen of, of Czechia, what would you put those percentages at? You know, I would probably say, um, well, that's a tough one. <laughs> I, I would say 70, 30. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it's American. Um, and and, I, and it's because my, um, I'm an American through and through. I, you know, for good and, or bad, that's just how it is. And, uh, you know, my kid, I found a way for my kid to play little league baseball here in the Czech league. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we we keep in touch with a lot of things here that are uh, uh, American. But I, I will tell you though that it doesn't stop me from enjoying the the beauty and the diversity that uh, is is Europe. And um, you know, America's a diverse country as well. Like we're much more diverse than the Czech Republic, but culturally, there's so many different cultures to absorb and, and appreciate by being a world traveler or living someplace else. And it is a wonderful experience. I wish more Americans would do that because I think your outlook on the world would be really enhanced, I think. Um, You would appreciate more about being an American and how special that is, but at the same time, just know that we're one amazing part of an amazing world of other people that have uh, their hopes and dreams and, and their goals in life and and they just live life a little bit differently. And I think that's one thing as an expat that you really take in is is um, you don't give up your roots, but you absorb all this newness. Uh, it's something that is is magical. I'm presuming I'm gonna I'm gonna use able-bodied privilege here. Okay. That I navigate the world without having to think about it. Definitely, when I go to new places. Um, I just picked myself up on spec and I said, I'm just going to go to Copenhagen or I'm just going to go to wherever and I, and I just go. How do people like me, do you think, view travellers like you? I think mysticism. I, 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 think, I think there's, you know, you're probably going like, how, do, how does this happen? You know, uh, aren't you scared that your chair is going to be missing? You know. I, you know, I have a lot of misadventures. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Not everything goes right, <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. you have to be prepared. You know, it's, it's one of those type of things It's old boy scout motto, you know, uh, always be prepared. So, uh, don't assume that the worst is going to happen, but be prepared in case it does bring extra inner tubes for your wheelchair wheels. If you get a flat tire, uh, know kind of where the next, you know, uh, bike store is so that if you do have a problem with your chair, a bike place might be the best place to repair those issues. Bring extras of everything and have fun with it. I, I think when I'm talking to other people with disabilities, the very first thing that they kind of really get worried about when they talk about travels is that they can't do the things they used to be able to do and that this part of their life is gone forever. And that's, of course, ridiculous. You can still live, you know, with a little bit of preparation here and there. And once you do it a couple times, you know, you can live with this sense of adventure. Uh, and the world is your oyster, man. You can just do whatever you want to do. I travel to historical places because that's my interest. I love going to battlefields uh, in North America and Europe. Uh, going to Hong Kong was a, a wonderful experience of taking ferries and trains and trying to experience uh, that kind of interesting city. Is going to Paris, knowing the back door to the Eiffel Tower entrance, knowing that you can get into the Louvre or uh, the Musée d'Orsay uh, in, in Paris free and first, so you don't have to wait in line. <laughs> you know, those little things, they come in handy after you try a couple, a couple of these trips, uh, especially on your own. I travel a lot on my own, so it's not something that, that really worries me. Uh, I just am just really prepared. But I can take, you know, a little bit of 
impromptu sort of trips. I just have to, I have a backpack that's already ready to go by my door. Always have, I, you know, just in case I need to, need to hit the road uh, for a weekend someplace. Tell us one hidden European gem. <laughs> wow, there's there, there's so many. I I almost don't even want to tell you because this is kind of like my secret. <laughs> you gotta you gotta tell us one. What would it be? Okay, all right. Well, okay. We we talked about Paris. Paris is a good one. Okay. Um, so the Sacre de Coeur, which is at the top of the hill, the beautiful you know white alabaster dome church. Uh, that's got a beautiful view of the entire city of Paris. Well, it's up a hill, man, and it's <laughs> it's got stairs. But if you can take a taxi to the very back end of it, there's a service elevator that if you can find the, the, the uh, security guard, that can take you to the top for a great view. That's something that you don't know until you kind of like tell a couple of the wheelchair guys, hey, by the way, you know, <laughs> you know, go this direction. I think I think mm-hmm. that's a that's a good little tip. Um, you know, I think those are some neat stories um, to, to see. But here in Prague, there's also another neat sort of deal. We have a very old t- a clock tower in Old Town Square. Once you get in over one step, there's a lift to get you up to a glass elevator that'll take you to the very top of this very famous bell tower and clock tower. And that way you can have a great view of Prague. So those are things that people don't know unless you hear me telling you uh, or you kind of do some research. But uh, there are many hidden, hidden little gems like that all across Europe be adventurous, you know, start asking those questions, you know, look on the internet, you know, talk to people at your local rehabilitation center. If you've got a disability, they might be able to connect you to some people with uh, tourism hints. When I worked in Atlanta for a rehabilitation center, uh, Shepherd Center Hospital for 13 years, I worked in public relations and we worked with Delta Airlines, which is a hub in Atlanta, of course. And they were wonderful. They would take our, our patients. We would have field trips down to, to Hartsfield Airport in Atlanta and they would take us and do practice runs so we can practice getting out of our wheelchairs into the skinny little airplane wheelchairs to get to our seats so that you can practice this and not be so scared about your new body and your new life after rehabilitation. And so there, you have these wonderful institutions in the United States, and I'm sure here in Europe, that want to impart this knowledge. You just got to look for it. Peter Coleman, thank you for coming on to Friday 15 and telling us that the world is still your oyster from the seat of your chair. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Composer, guitarist and skateboard owner Tommy Guerrero is the maestro behind the down-tempo classic Loco's Lament, which is a Western-inspired art groove.
Coco Bun is the stage name of London reggae artist Federico Marin. Can't Hold Back is a catchy, bouncy reggae track full of sunshine on a rainy day. Follow the show's progress on Facebook by simply typing in Friday 15. You can also find us on Twitter, where you can follow me, where I'm at Royfield, spelled R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D. Now, every Thursday, you can jump onto Twitter and tweet me and nominate a song for me to put into this week's Friday 15. 
iTunes reviews, folks, are extremely important. They're the lifeblood of any podcast. Please go onto iTunes and write us a, a glowing review. And don't forget, finally, you can email me. Well, I'm Royfield, spelled R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D, at gmail.com. See you all again in seven days' time for more good music and great conversation. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.